Hey, welcome to another live edition of Gas Presents Sports for the Culture. I am tonight's host, your boy Rome. That's Jeremy Rome Twenty Two on all social media. No Washington football. No Washington football gear tonight. Uh, they let me down again. Surprise, surprise. Uh, I'm gonna kick it around the panel. Let them introduce themselves. I'm gonna start with the top right, my man, Mr. Big Leaguer. At Bryce XXV double I Rome said it, aka Mr. Big Leaguer, aka G O E. That's gas over everything, baby. Y'all know what it is, man. It's always a pleasure to be on with y'all boys. A little different format tonight. I hope the people enjoy it. Let's get it. I, I, uh, bottom right, introduce yourself. T Boogie, man. Hey, COVID spikes through the roof everywhere. Wash your hands, wash your ass. I don't really change it too much till we get out of this pandemic. And, uh, yeah, we got a good show for y'all. So, uh, strap in, man. Let's stay tuned. And last, but certainly not, not certainly not least, my man up top. Hey, y'all already know what time it is. It's Scruff Line. Good ass sports. Hey, I just want to let everybody know out there, we got some heat for y'all tonight. And I'm real loose, feeling great. Uh, about to have a good night. So let's get it. Yeah, that is that is very true, man. We got a fun show tonight, man. We bringing the energy. So let's get into it, man. We all seen the NFL games. It's been a been a wild week, uh, a bad week. If your name is Tom Brady, uh, so let let's start right there, man. What do y'all fellas think about that big blowout once again? The Saints crushing the Buccaneers. Uh, Bryce, I'm gonna start with you, man. What are your thoughts on that? Man, was that uh was that Tom Brady or was that Jameis Brady? I don't know, man, because uh, Tom was reminding me of, of of the quarterback from last season. Uh, I think everybody thought that was gonna be a competitive game. But uh, one thing for sure is that uh, the Saints are still the cream of the crop in the NFC South. I believe they proved that with that victory. Everybody thought A.B. coming in, so many weapons, so many weapons. I don't know about all them weapons, man. I mean, me and T had a, a little conversation about how, uh, how many weapons each team had. Everybody was high on the bucks with, with A.B., Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. It's going to take some time to figure out those puzzle pieces. And uh, it might take more than just one week. It might it might take four or five weeks. That's a very good point. Take some time to figure out those puzzle pieces. But the only new piece added really was Antonio Brown. And this is the second time that the Saints have flat out embarrassed the Buccaneers. So uh, do, do, do Brady and the Buccaneers have a shot at all if they see the Saints in the, uh, in the playoffs? T, I'm going to throw that one to you. Of course. I feel like if they see him in the playoffs, they probably beat them. I mean, it's hard to beat a team twice. But I didn't feel like they played – I mean, they played bad. They obviously played bad. But I felt like it was a team that – like, they came into the game feeling a little better than they actually were. You know, I don't think they thought New Orleans would be that that test just yet. And I feel like New Orleans came in the game to take their head off. I don't think Tom will have his team coming out there kind of lackadaisical again. I mean, that's not what we're used to seeing out of Brady. So, I'm right with Tom. I, I can't roll the dice any other way. <laughs> Scruff, we know how you feel about Breeze, man. Has he, uh, has he, has he swayed you at all with the, with how the Saints are playing? No, um, not really. Um, to be honest, I mean, <laughs> yo, like for real. I mean, like seriously, like the dude played all right, yeah. But like, was was it was it Breeze playing that good, or was just did Brady not show up for work yesterday? Is what I saw. I saw a whole bunch of competitive football this weekend. Like probably one of the most competitive weekends of football that I've seen. But then I watched that Monday night football game. And I'll tell you what, I turned to watch something else at the end of the game. Cause that wasn't a competitive football game, my friend. And there's a good, the bar has been set pretty high and that was not a competitive football game. I don't know what it is about Tom Brady when he decides that he's just not going to play and he just shows up and then he plays like shit. And then he's like, okay, fuck it. This one's a dub. I don't know what, what what's up with that. I don't like that shit at all though, but um, I'm not, not done with uh, Brady. Um, I still think they think they're gonna do it when they when they got to, but you know, hey, chalk that one up early. Like that was like a dub when it was like twenty one nothing. I was like, damn, is this about to be? Is this about to be a comeback? And then once they scored again, I said, ah man, you might as well chalk it up. It's just Tom Brady, man, he's done. He's like, all right, man, call it. In. Like that's what it seemed like to me. Hey, you know what this kind of reminds me of, man? I remember been in the season we kept asking each other. Who was uh who was more to blame for the Patriots' success? Was it Brady or was it Belichick? I think we starting to see, man. It was the combined parts of both of them, man. Because on their own, I don't think neither of them has really really got it on their own. That's just what I'm starting to see. I don't know. 
know. Really? I mean, Tom Tom and the Buccaneers are still six and three. And one could argue that, right. you know, this this blowout loss to the Saints falls more so on Bruce Arians' head than Tom Brady's. I, I know we're putting a lot at Brady's feet. But uh T, who who would you lay more of this this blame on, man? When a team gets blown out like that, we can't say it's all one player. Do you say do you think this more has to do with the coaching? No, nah, I mean I I feel like this in all sports. If when it's a blowout, typically that's that's on the players. I mean, close losses I, I attribute to coaches, but blowouts like especially the NFL level, these guys just didn't come to play. I, I felt like they thought that game was gonna be easier than what it was. Um that it reminds me of the first fight I was ever in. I, a kid in a grade lower than me, I thought it was going to be an easy fight. We got to fight it. He hit me in my eye. I went home. <laughs> fight over. <laughs> fight over. Was I, was I a better fighter? I mean, yeah. I mean, history proved that. You know, going forward after that moment proved that. But I just – Tom Brady, they just walked into a buzzsaw, and it, it happens. But you'd rather get that loss out of the way early then take that later on in life or later on in the playoffs. So, you know, that's how it happens sometimes. So it's interesting because we are talking playoffs and it might be a little bit earlier to talk playoffs, but with these two teams, it's very interesting because the Saints actually took the number one spot, which we all know that would be the only home field advantage that you get. So now with the huge advantage uh, with the two wins over Tampa Bay, puts them in the driver's seat, not just the NFC South, but potentially the NFC. Uh, so let's talk NFC, man. Who who do you guys think is the the – Team to beat in the NFC, would you say the Saints? Uh, we could throw the Seahawks out there. The Packers are also six and two, I believe. Uh, so, who do you guys got as as the top team in the NFC right now? I'm gonna start with Scruff. Man, the Saints are up there right now, along with the uh, along with the Seahawks. If I had to pick somebody right now, I'd probably pick the Seahawks. Um, but um, I'd say the Seahawks are up there. I'd say the Saints are up there, and I'd say the Buccaneers and the Packers are up there. I think there's four teams at the top in the NFC. <laughs> yeah, anyway. yeah I, we we know who's up there. I'm, I mentioned who's up there. Who who are you riding with? Because we know Philly's not up there. So who are you riding with? You, I see what you did there. But actually, Philly is up there, unfortunately. So when I looked at the standings, they were in that screenshot. They didn't belong in the screenshot, but they were in the screenshot. All right. With that being said, any of these teams are beatable, bro. Any of these teams are beatable. I wouldn't say that. Philly is out of it either. Like seriously, but um, if I had to pick one of these teams, I'm still going with the Buccaneers. I'm not. Yeah, I haven't, yeah. I haven't changed my. I'm not changing my tune. I'm still going with the Buccaneers because end of the day, they have a lot more talent on the team, and I know what Brady does in the postseason. I like. I know y'all getting hype on Breeze right now, but what is Breeze giving you in the postseason that you can really count on in the last couple years? You know, and when it really comes down to it, is he going to be able to throw it more than 15 yards? I don't think so. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm I'm probably leaning more towards the Bucks myself, even though the Saints got these two wins. But uh, Bryce, man, who do you think is the top team in the NFC right now? Man, I'm riding with Russ. I'm riding with Russ, man. Seahawks is the top <laughs> team right now, even with that loss to the Bills. And I do think the Bills – I'm sure we'll get to the AFC, but I do think the Bills are one of the top teams. But Russell Wilson is playing on another level, in my opinion, right now. Even in the loss, he did some spectacular things. I mean, there's one play where he rolled out to the right and a guy got wide open. I think maybe it was more. Dude got wide open at the last second, man. Rush is flicking the wrist 60 yards down the field for the touchdown. I don't think anybody's really competing with Russ when he's uh when he's on when he's on. And uh the question is, will he be on in the playoffs? If he is, I see the I see the Seahawks going to the Super Bowl. Uh if I for, for my money right now, it's Russell Russell Wilson. Man, I wanna I wanna agree with you 100 percent but that defense is just too shaky for me. I agree the Bills are definitely a top 10 team, but dropping 44, giving up 44 to anybody, that's a red flag. Uh, T, man, out of the top teams in the NFC, who who's caught your eye the most? Probably the 49ers, man. They just keep getting it done. Nah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with – I'm going to stay in the NFC West, though. I, I got to ride with DK and Russ. I mean, I, I hear you 44, right? They don't have Jamal Adams. They got a third-string running back in there. Um, they don't have to play the Bills again to make it to the Super Bowl. I'm taking that elite quarterback and – what I see is an elite receiver. I think we got to mention him with the AJ, uh, I mean, the Julio Joneses and the Hopkins and the big boys. No, but I no. think I think DK is in that conversation. So I think that team has enough, man. And they, you know, man. once they get their superstar safety back, the quarterback of their defense, I don't see anybody stopping them. 
Bro, DK might not even be the best receiver on his team right now, man. For my money, Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Tyler Lockett's still a better receiver, if you ask me. DK got all the potential in the world, but you putting him up there with Julio, DeAndre Hopkins, these proven, these proven elite five-star generals, man. DK not there yet, bro. He he got he's on his way. He's on his way. But you were writing the first statement you were about to make. AJ Brown. Terry McClellan, that's where DK <laughs> is right now. You you was on the right path. No, you no, may, no. I like. You keep going with it. <laughs> that's the tier he was in. You know what I'm saying? That's the tier he was in last <laughs> season. I think he surpassed those guys. You know what I'm saying? So no, I can't say he's between him and those guys as quarterback play. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's big a, difference in that one. That's a good point, man. See, you're only good as your quarterback when you're a wide receiver. Because in the, the day, there's a lot of good receivers out there on teams that just can't get the ball. They can't even get right. You know what I'm saying? So we've seen that with, with plenty of uh, receivers. And we've seen that with quarterbacks, too, unfortunately. You know, quarterbacks with no weapons, you know. Hey, so before we jump off the NFC, no love for the Packers. Speaking of quarterbacks with, with a weapon, we got Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, who could be the best receiver going right now. You want to talk you about know, tiers? You're right, bro. He's definitely he definitely top tier. In my opinion, there's no question. I, you you got to give uh, the Packers respect. I think that Aaron Rodgers can do everything that Russell Wilson can do. I think Russell Wilson does it at a slightly higher level at this point. But uh, to me, uh, for my money right now, uh, Aaron Rodgers is second-best quarterback in the league. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that statement for sure, man. But let's talk a little bit about this AFC, man. Uh, the AFC is is certainly better than the NFC right now. I mean, you got teams in the AFC. Most of the teams are above 500. It's, it's very hard to, sh- to see how the playoffs are going to shake out. And the teams at the top, you got the Steelers undefeated. And the Chiefs, who aren't undefeated, but every time they play, they look undefeated. So I'm going to pose the same question as I did to the NFC. Who's the top team to beat in the AFC right now? Uh, T, start us off. I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes. I I mean, I don't care how you slice it. It's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he just finds a way to win and win and win and win and win. He's worth every dollar. I mean, it's nothing I can say that hasn't already been said about him. I mean, I think it's cut and dry. You can talk about the Steelers all you want, but – for my money, they haven't really been tested either, you know. So, it's Mahomes, it's Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, before I even go any further, man, are we all gonna say Chiefs? Anybody? Anybody got any? Anybody different as a top dog? Because I'm be honest, I got the Chiefs too, man. I, I know the Steelers are undefeated. I've been enamored with the with the Steelers, but if you turn on that film for the Chiefs, they they look great, man. They look unstoppable, and I know they lost a game to the Raiders, but they're going on by this week. Got the Raiders coming up after that. They're just sitting here dreaming about that ass whooping that they're about to give to Las Vegas, man. Like, so I think the Chiefs are about to put us all on notice after this bye week. Uh, they're definitely the top dogs in the AFC. But yeah, man, I, mean, is, is it- I got, I got, I got my bad room. I got to jump in right there, man. Okay. Chiefs are not the top dog in the AFC. I'm sorry, man. And in fact, in my opinion, I might have them around that number three spot. You know why? Because first. I got to go with the Steelers. They're undefeated team. I mean, how are we disrespecting the only team with no, with, with no losses? I mean, I can't do that. Big Ben playing at that level where he's doing anything that has to be done to get the job done. I know he's on the COVID list. Might throw a little wrench into their plans, but uh, I, I've got faith he'll, he'll get he'll get them positive tests through. And uh, the second team for, for me is the Bills. I got I got the I got the I got the uh, the Bills coming in right after right after the Steelers. I like the Chiefs, but I watched that game against the Panthers closely, and Teddy Two Gloves took them down to the wire. And I think what the Panthers—they got a losing record right now, right? No, it was Christian McCaffrey came back, that, and that and that was a takeaway from this week. Christian McCaffrey—he is that number one back still. No, he, that's a fact. Put, that's a fact. That's a fact. I agree with that. Christian McCaffrey's a dog, but can't like, do it by himself, man. Last year, last year you seen what Christian McCaffrey did, right? You, what was their record last year when Christian McCaffrey had his best season of his career? It wasn't that great. It wasn't that great at all. Don't New coaching staff. Okay, all right, fine. New coaching staff, cool. Christian McCaffrey is nice, bro. He's a straight dog. But Teddy Two Gloves took them down to the wire. And uh, honestly, bro, I thought the Panthers were going were gonna to squeeze that game out. They had one timeout. Mm-hmm. They probably kicked the field goal and win the game. I'm not, I haven't been super impressed with the Chiefs. We talk about the defenses. I haven't been impressed with the Chiefs' defense at all this season. Can they score at will? Yes, they can. You know, when Patrick Mahomes is on, he's the best quarterback in the NFL. But there's other teams, I think, that are going to be making noise in the AFC. And I think the Bills are one of those. And I think the Steelers right now got the top spot. I do have the Chiefs coming in the third spot in the AFC. But didn't, didn't the Steelers just struggle with the Cowboys? They did. They did. They did. And you know what? A lot of teams were lost that game. 
A lot of teams would have came oh, in that game. Yeah. Been, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't mean on paper. I don't mean on paper going in before the game. I mean the way the game played out. Y'all saw it. Come on, man. They were getting special teams, crazy special teams plays thrown halfway across the field. A lot of fluke stuff was happening for the Steelers, but they pulled it. They pulled the game out, and they remained. They remained undefeated. You know what I mean? And to me, that that showed me a lot. That showed me a lot. Steelers still the top team. They definitely got the. I think they definitely got the top defense in the in the AFC right now. Not even. I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that. Top defense, man. That goes a long way. I mean, I go with that. They got a fighting chance. I think. Just because, like, they do have a better defense. I agree with you, Bryce. I think the Steelers have the best defense, probably in football. Um, and uh, definitely the best at the defense AFC, obviously. But um, nah. when it comes down to it, well, who got a better defense? I mean, there's the Bills, there's the Titans, the Ravens got a pretty solid defense. It's not definitive that the Steelers have the best defense in, in the AFC. I mean, they're well, they up have, there. They have the they're best pass there. rush. They yeah. have, have the best pass rush. That's my eye test. I think I think this I think it's very debatable. I think the Steelers are going to come back down to earth a little bit, man. I, I think the Chiefs are definitely the class of the AFC, but it's there's a couple dark horses in there that I think uh, people aren't really talking about. One of those teams that I've been heavy on is the Miami Dolphins. If you've been keeping up with the with the power rankings, I've been screaming about two a time, and it's two a time, man. And hey, I know on this show, I know on this show we've been talking a lot about Kyler Murray these past few weeks. Oh, he's going to be this, he's going to be that. Uh, T, I believe you said you know the 49ers, they don't have an answer for him. NFC West don't have an answer for him. Bryce, you've been big on Kyler Murray. I, I want to say you gave him some MVP love. Well, Tua just took that man down. Took the game down to the wire, found a way, found a way to win. So I think the Dolphins, not even just because of Tua, but because of their defense, they're a heavily slept on team in the AFC. Keep your eyes on them come playoff time. Yeah. Wow. You're making a good point, man. It's been, you know what? I like Tua. I like Tua, but. The, the going right. hasn't got rough for Tua yet. It hasn't been tough for Tua yet. You know, Tua hasn't really had to rely on the arm just to, you know what, what I mean? happened in the Rams game? The Aaron Donald was lighting my man up. He, no, who's the Rams? I'll give that. I'll give that. But, like, at least in that game versus the Cardinals, man, and this is another defense that we sleeping on, that Miami Dolphins defense is real. That defense is very real. Uh, my man, what's my man, yeah. Brian Flores? He got him right over there. And I think that's a big reason uh, for the Dolphins' success. Let's not forget. This Dolphins team doesn't look much different than they did with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick at the helm. Fitzpatrick had them doing the same things Tua doing, so I can't give Tua all the credit for that. I, I just can't do Absolutely it. Absolutely not. Hey, I'm definitely showing my man Tua some love. Shout out all the left-handers out there. Uh, y'all nah. got any sleepers? Sleepers in the AFC? No, nah, I'm not, not done with Dolphins. you about Tua. Nah, nah, I'm not done with you about Tua, man. <laughs> y'all, I like Tua. I'm just like, just like Bryce said. I like Tua. You gonna make me not like Tua, man. The way you come into this man, man. Talk about he's the he's the savior. He ain't do nothing yet, man. He had a good game, really good game. Two, two and zero. Don't get me wrong. He didn't. He's not. They're not five and three because of Tua. Are you kidding me? He just stepped in. Like what last week? He's two and zero. He's two and zero. Two wins. Oh, two man. starts. Two wins. Two, two and zero, man. Y'all about to make him the next Tebow. The way y'all coming, man. Like he's just this great savior. I'm just saying. The kid's talented. Y'all know I like Tua. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks. In but the other quarterbacks have played really well too. This bar is kind of high. So, because you walked into a team that was three and three, and now you five and three, you were not the savior, my friend. Not even close. But hey, let's see when the, when the schedule gets tough. That's all I'm the saying. Bar, the bar is high. Next week, he's going up against Herbert. Who you got? Well, that's a tough one because that could go either way. That's that's a, that's a, that's a tough one. That could go either way. But I, I mean, I, I like I like Bryce said. I like the Dolphins' defense better on paper. That's a winnable game for either one of those quarterbacks, though. Man, they got a cupcake oh. schedule coming up, man. They, they play the dog. They, they play the Chargers. They play the Broncos. Then they play the Jets. And then the he Bengals. Plays, all, all I heard was a bunch of young quarterbacks, too, is better than. He's better than Justin. He's better than Drew Locke. He's better than Sam Darnold. And he's better than Joe Burrow. Yeah. You, you, might, you might be right. You might be right. He might be better. I don't know about Joe Burrow. He might be, he might be better. He might be, right better. he might be better. We'll see, though. I feel bad for Justin Herbert, man, because nobody loses the way the Chargers lose, man. My man Anthony Lynn, man, bro, can't catch a break, bro. Did y'all see the way they lost? They threw yeah, a touch. They threw a touchdown. Justin Herbert threw a touchdown with like three seconds left in the game, man. Donald Parham sticks eight tight end. Moss's dude. The ball slightly juggles on his way to the ground, man. But he got up celebrating like it was a win. The refs called it a touchdown. Of course, man, Anthony Lynn can't catch a break. Call reverse. Justin Herbert just inches away from it from his victory. 
And maybe we talking, maybe we talking a little differently about that comparison between Herbert and Tua. Definitely. Hey man, ball, the ball don't lie. Like I, I saw, I saw a tweet, I saw a tweet going around saying, uh, you know, what's something that seems racist, but it's really not. You know, so I saw a lot of wild stuff. But Justin Herbert throwing touchdowns when when he took that spot from Tyrod because they, you know, they stabbed him in the lung. <laughs> Like it, it feels racist to me, but I, I know it's not. But it just feels that way, you know what I'm saying? So I'm kind of happy that he's not winning a little bit because that was a brother spot he had. You know what I'm saying? That's my man. Hey, but but it goes both ways when you got a brother as the head coach. That man gonna be fired if it keep going like this. He was getting fired regardless if you keep it in the butt. You know how the NFL is. Yeah, uh, you're right. Man, you're right. I like yeah, what I see from Herbert. I like what I seen from Herbert, man. In these, in these, in these, in these tumultuous waters that he's been treading for the Chargers, is is it's one thing. A wise man once told me, he said, "A smooth sea does not breed a skilled sailor," or something along those lines. You know what I'm talking about? You you know what it is, right? They might not have said it right. A smooth sea does not breed a skilled a skilled say a skilled sailor, my friend. But the the tumultuous track that he that Justin Herbert has had, because we talk about schedules and cupcake schedules. Justin Herbert did not have cupcake schedules. He played Hall of Famers back to back to back to back to back to back to back weeks in his whole career. He came in right off hot. Whereas Tua came in with the cup he lined they lined the cupcakes up for my boy. Okay Tua if Aaron Donald is a cupcake, I don't I don't want to bite that cupcake. That cupcake gotta be stale and hard as a rock, bro. That's gonna be the hardest game he's gonna play the whole season, bro. Who who you starting your team with though? Herbert, Tua, or Burrow? Great question. Easy I'm answer. Tua. Burrow. <laughs> mm. It's only I'm a right two. Ah, Tua. It's a toss up though. I'm going to go Herbert, man. I've seen enough. I'm going to go Herbert, two. Guy, I'm, I'm sorry, go two. I'm going. I'm going Justin Herbert, man. Hey, Justin Herbert was supposed to be like the top, the top pick. Uh, like was after his junior year at Oregon. Everybody thought he was the first round, yeah. uh, first overall pick. Everybody. He's showing why he was getting that recognition, man. That guy, that guy is the real deal. He's the real deal. I mean, so that, got- that just, the, the league is in good hands, man. It's a bunch of great young quarterbacks. I mean, all right. Go ahead, go ahead. So I say same, same question, but would y'all, would y'all throw Kyler Murray in that mix? Oh, Kyler, you know, we all taking that. All them dudes. Okay, yeah. so Kyler Murray over two of them, uh, bro. I mean, for the long for the long haul, yeah. Based off what I've seen, two has only played two games. Okay. But who won last week though? Who who won last Sunday? Oh, okay, okay. All, like, all I'm like, saying is, Tua's, Tua's future is very bright. If you if you're comparing Tua to the guys he came out with, he's the one. And you 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 two just put pick Justin Herbert. They go head to head this Sunday. A little wager. One thing I know about NFL quarterbacks and college quarterbacks is the guy that's the one in college is not always the one at the NFL, my boy. It's like looking like Jason White. I remember he was like the man at Oklahoma, right? Yeah, you know? How's his, how's his NFL career? Or like Brody Croyle, you know? Guys like that that were putting up numbers, right? And you know, just because you're the man in college doesn't always mean you're a man in the NFL, especially when it comes to quarterback position. Justin Herbert's a perfect example. I mean, I think I think it's a little easier to make that transition now as a receiver, as a as a quarterback. Like, the college game is wide open. The NFL game is becoming wide open. So, I think these guys, you know, it's not it's not that big of a gap, especially if you're coming from the SEC or you know a mob where it was really competitive at maybe a practice. So, yeah, we're gonna see more better quarterbacks coming out. But that also had me thinking about a guy we thought was gonna come out. Well, not we, but you know, a lot of people thought was gonna come out and do something. And I think his career is over. Dwayne Haskins. Oh, I knew you were going to say that, man. Yeah, oh, he couldn't help himself. He couldn't help himself, man. No, nah, but this – I could help myself. But this is a twofold. This is something that, you know, Sunday played out and Alex Smith came in. And I, the more I thought about it, the more I felt like Haskins is going to go the way of a, a Geno Smith. Like, he won't get that shot again because more and more young quarterbacks are coming. Like, I'm not sure how he'll find a place or how he'll navigate his way back into a starting situation. It's not fair, though. Geno Smith. You might be I right. Mean, it's not fair, but that's kind of the nature of these things. They drafted you. They felt like you didn't perform. You might not get another crack at it. That's not fair, though, because like they're playing like crap right now. I don't know. I mean, y'all. I got two Washington fans here. I'm just curious because I actually watched the game. 
Um, I don't usually watch y'all games like that, but it was on. So I watched y'all game. And I watched y'all play. I watched Dwayne Hoskins week one. And I'd much rather Haskins at quarterback compared to what I've seen between the two quarterbacks that were under center for Washington uh, on Sunday. I'm just curious what y'all think because I don't understand how Haskins is not the starter this week or not even in, like, the conversation. Bryce, I'm going to let you handle this one. Well, I think it's uh, I think it's layered, man. I think it's layered. <laughs> you you could you could take two different approaches. Um, I think one one of the biggest issues with Dwayne Haskins this season, and uh, you know, Rome watches the games closely too. I don't think that arm talent was the issue. Uh, I think comprehension might have been a little more the issue. Read making the reads on the fly. Uh, I don't think he was making the reads they wanted to see. Uh, you know, a couple of these games we really that Haskins started in, we really weren't that competitive. I mean, I'm thinking about the Browns game. We weren't all that competitive in that game. And uh, I, I just think that the, the coaching staff wanted to see him translate what they were giving him onto the field. I don't think it was happening fast enough. Now, the biggest issue with that is it was it was very contradictory, especially from Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera was beginning of the season. We're going to take our lumps with Dwayne Haskins. Uh, I hope I can ride this as long as I rode it with Cam. So it's like all that, man. You saying all those, all those words, and the guy goes out there and he's taking his lumps, and then you give up on him. I think one thing we know about young quarterbacks is that they they fall into two buckets. I'm talking about quarterbacks that end up being successful. You got one bucket. That bucket is the guy that's a star off the bat, right? You got your Kyler's, you got your Justin Herberts, right? You got your Joe Burrows. Then you got another bucket, right? Where you got your Peyton Mannings, your Troy Aikmans, right? And you see with these with these names, I'm going back a lot further because they don't let quarterbacks develop the way they used to. But sometimes these guys got to develop and it takes time. It's the hardest position on the field. Everybody knows that. And you can't necessarily expect a guy to get it in four games. And clearly Dwayne Haskins was not one of those guys that was just going to get it in four games. But it could have been expected because he wasn't one of those guys that had four years of college experience. He only had 12 games in college, six games the next year in Washington. So, you know, he's he's going to need time. Obviously, Ron Rivera didn't have time to waste. Yeah, man, you just you sum that up perfectly. And uh, T, man, you open it up with the hard truth, man. Like the fact of the matter is he might not get another shot, whether that's fair or not. That's how the game goes. Oh, uh, I got I mean, another guy, though, a, a veteran that I think is also done next season. And uh, this one might surprise you, but Cam Newton, I think he's done. Bro, why are you why are you why are you doing this to me right now, T? Why are you just hitting me in the in all my emotions, all my favorite quarterbacks, bro? You just tearing them down right now. Spare me right now, bro. I'm just you better, you I mean, better like the new class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to start watching high school and college. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but I, I, after watching that game with the Jets, man, I know the Patriots don't have a bunch of weapons, but Cam is supposed to be that weapon. I mean, he missed a few throws. He he ended up making a few throws, but I think it ended up being a situation that the Jets trying to lose like if you're playing competitive games against the jets i i can't see bill bringing i can't see bill bringing you back next season i can't see somebody else taking a chance on you uh to start somewhere i mean i i i don't see it man i i y'all think he's coming back to the patriots i do not think he's coming back to the patriots but i think he'll find another another spot now before we rag on cam let me look at this schedule. They who what what in your eyes, T, does he need to do to like reprove himself this year? Like like how many games does he have to win? How does he have to look to to say like all right, Cam hasn't lost it and he still deserves a shot? I think I think if that team doesn't make the playoffs, I think they're they're just done. Like so playoffs or bust. If Cam can't if Cam can't drag this sorry Patriots team to the playoffs, then then he's done. Done. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I agree with that. It's the Jets, man. The Jets could have won that game. I don't know who told Flacco to go out there on first and ten and throw the ball sixty yards, but you you take you take <laughs> that bonehead play out of the game, and we're looking at Cam lose to a winless team. So, well, Cam I, doesn't play defense. So, I mean, he didn't allow the Jets to put up twenty seven points, but he does have a big matchup, and I'm very interested on T's take on his matchup this coming Sunday because he's playing your other favorite quarterback, Lamar Jackson. So who are you taking, <laughs> Cam or Lamar? Which, which one can't throw? Uh, they both. I'm mean, okay. Yeah. Can throw a little bit. Can throw a little bit. But I'm taking. I'm taking. This might be the first time in gas history. I'm taking Lamar Jackson. 
Yeah, smart man. Smart man. I'm, I'm taking I'm taking the Ravens to, to win by 14. Like, it shouldn't be a close game. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with T. I like the Ravens too, but uh, back to the point of Cam, I'm not trying to, to try and rag on them or nothing, but I agree with T's notion that um, if they don't make the playoffs this year, Cam Newton's done in the NFL. I think the 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 um, the idea that Cam Newton would be able to sign with the Patriots at a league minimum and then not perform well and then get another opportunity somewhere else is laughable because most like most times when you get a last chance with the Patriots, that's like literally your last chance. It's like your minimum. Hey, look, it's like almost like a jail prison, jail food. It's like okay, my man, here's a meal, but. You know, you're gonna have to, you're gonna, you may not like it, you may not even enjoy it, but here, it's gonna get the job done. But hey, look, you may not get another contract after that, Cam. Unfortunately, I don't see it. I just don't see it. Um, I think his only chance was with the Super Bowl. That was the, 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 the Cinderella story that needed to happen in order for Cam Newton's career to be revolution, uh, revitalized, I should say, is the uh, Patriots and Cam being a, like a, uh, a hit, like, you know, a playoff team or a Super Bowl team like me and you had predicted, bro. But uh, I don't see that happening right now. They look pretty, pretty bad. Uh, like I said, man, that Jets, I, I I, I can't believe the Jets were up on them like that. And then they finally, I mean, that was horrible. It was a horrible effort um, by the <laughs> Patriots. Like, I, I told myself before that week, before the, before this week's matchup, when I was looking at the matchup, I said, dang. After the, the, the game the Patriots had last week, I was like, man, if they lose, if they lose to the Jets or even if it's not even if it's even close, it's like they're done, you know. And and that's exactly what happened, man. They they just looked just garbage, man. So I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with the Patriots. Yo, what uh, what Hansel just said, man? They got a lot of players out on opt out for defense. So I think we're selling the Jets a little bit short. I know the Jets are a joke, uh, but I think we're selling them short, man. They're they're still an NFL team. Joe Flacco's won a, or been to it, won a Super Bowl before. Uh, so, I mean, he can perform. Um, I blame the defense for letting the Jets be in that game. If, if, if we go back two weeks ago and Cam doesn't fumble against the Bills and they kick a field goal, go to overtime and win the game, we're not having this conversation at all. Uh, all right. Bryce, jump in here real quick before we, before we move on. Uh, no, I couldn't agree with what you just said anymore, man. Like, I watched that game closely versus the Bills. And like I said, after that game, I came on this show and I said – the Patriots and Cam Newton, Bill Belichick and Cam Newton is not over. It's not a, the book is not closed yet. And I still believe that. You know what? If they would have lost to the Jets, I might have I might have had I might have felt differently. But they pulled that game out. And for that, I still believe that this experiment, this Belichick Cam Newton experiment, still has some legs. I'm not giving up on it. They're three and five right now. The Dolphins are only five and three. I mean, the only team they probably they probably won't catch the Bills. But let's not forget. Two extra wild card spots uh, in, in, in um, extra wild card spot this year in the playoffs. I'm not I'm not putting it past Cam Newton to make the, make one of those spots, especially with Bill Belichick. If they ran off six straight games, I wouldn't be surprised. And everybody's narrative changes. I still got I still have some faith in uh, Cam Newton, Bill Belichick turning around. I'm not gonna I wouldn't put money on it. You know what I mean? But uh, I wouldn't bet against it either. I wouldn't bet against it. I, I, I see what type of guy you are, man. You the type of guy to uh, get down two hundred points in fades and keep going blind six. Like it's, <laughs> it's gonna work eventually. You got you gotta you gotta believe in yourself, especially in the stage, man. You know everybody knows I'm eventually. the I'm the spades god. If anybody <laughs> wants that work, man, we can we can go. Me and Scruff battling the Hatsters any day. The Hatsters don't want that wreck. The Hatsters do not want that wreck, man. That's all I know. <laughs> right, I'm a I'm a I'm a spades connoisseur, man. Hey, speaking yeah, of I mean, going head to head, speaking of going to head to head, put that on on, on there. <laughs> let's talk a little. Yeah, let's talk a little fantasy, fellas. Let's talk a little fantasy. You know, uh, I just took an L to Scruff actually in our in our gas league. You know, but I wanted to talk about this league because it's honestly really competitive right now, man. I don't know if y'all have, have taken a look. Anybody that's in the league with us. Y'all are probably five and four right now because half the damn league is five and four. <laughs> Not me. It's, it's about as competitive as it gets. Um, Shout out to my guy T, Hansel, man. Shout out to my guy Hansel. T, you're right. You are not in that five and four category. Uh, would you like to speak on your 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 team's lack of success so far? Stop the vote. <laughs> hey, nah, I mean, stop. I mean that. Go ahead. Stop. 
If it was a format I'm unfamiliar with, I think I'd have more success in the future. But um, as of right now, like, there's nothing I could do. People hitting the waiver wires way before me. They won't accept <laughs> the trade from me. I don't know what to do. You know what I'm I, I just line my guys up and get thrashed every week, man. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, back to yeah, fantasy football, man. I, I I think that this league is very interesting, man, because we got 18 teams, right? Whenever you're in an 18-team league, it, it's it's not easy. It's tough sledding, man, because you know, like T like T said, it's not a, it's not a lot of uh, wiggle room in the waiver wire. You're not you're not getting a gym in these waivers right now. You just it's just not happening. I mean, so you, you might, don't just you don't just line <laughs> guys up and whatever happens happens. Yeah, hey, um, but yeah, nah, man. It's not. It, it's not a lot of room uh, to get better in this league, and, and, and nobody's accepting trades at this point. One injury puts you behind the eight ball, but I do think it does kind of show. And I think, yo, next next year we'll have defensive players if we do an eighteen team league again because it yeah. even it out a little bit. But I think it does show, man, who 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 really knows the the, the back end of those rosters because at the end of the day, you got you got to get some guys. You, I, I know them injuries have affected us all, but you know you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta be sharp on the back end of those rosters right now. That's the problem. That's where T went wrong. He got too many back end guys on the back of his roster. You got your your running backs. You literally have the same running backs on 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 your roster that the 49ers have on your roster. You can't put your, you can't you can't you can't sleep where you shit. You can't have your favorite team and your in the most important position in fantasy football. That shit doesn't add up, T. That's a heartbreak. That's a heartbreak hotel right there, man. When 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 Mostert went down, your whole life went to shambles. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's when I just started lining my guys up. <laughs> Cause yo, your team is nice, bro. You got Kyler Murray. You got you got DK Metcalf, bro. Studs. Bro, yeah, the crazy thing is, bro. Like all these five and four teams, bro. One of us is missing the playoffs, bro. I don't know who yeah. it's going to be, but what if, me, Scrub, and Rome are all five and four. The chances of all three of us making the playoffs, just, they're, not, they're not that high. You know? I got, hey, I got, I got my money. Shout out to G. I was in the playoffs before this week ended. Uh, he got up to five and four. He's got more points than me. So he's taking that, that, that playoff spot from me Ooh. right now. And in our pick Pick him, my man just caught me back with the lead too. So me and G, man, it was a rough week for me going up against G. His Giants beat my skins or my my football team. So yeah, man, I'm glad G's not on the show to rub it in tonight. But shout out G. Bryce versus G this week, two five and four teams going head to head. That should be a good one. Hey, y'all know, y'all know what I'm gonna do, man. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna go ahead and take G out for y'all. Don't worry, man. Don't worry. I I got you, wrong. I got you. <laughs> I need it. I, I appreciate it. I need that too. Hey, ask Hansel. I told Hansel, man, big Thanos don't lose. Hansel, my bad, bro. I need to do it to you. Hey, that's crazy. Hey, y'all been keeping up with some of these? Uh, I don't know. I've been seeing some 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 rumors and stuff. I don't know if y'all been peeping up with Dean Jones. They just actually dropped one today, kind of switching switching sides a little bit to the NBA. But um, y'all hear about this rumor? I know there's been a lot of rumors with Chris Paul involved in the rumors. But there was a rumor today saying the Suns are interested in trading for Chris Paul. I want to curious what y'all think about that rumor at all. Uh, that it would, what do y'all think about that? Or just period, like what what spot? You know, it looks like Chris Paul is probably gonna get traded. What would be like the y'all like uh, ideal landing spot for him? Man, they trading Chris Paul like a Pokemon card, man. Dang, <laughs> every year, my man Chris Paul going to a new team. Man, I hate to see it. Hate to see it with the legends, but uh. I just don't know what, what they're going to send over. Uh, Bridges? Like, I mean, you know they're not sending Aiden to nobody. Like, who, who gets the job done for Chris Paul? Nah. I feel like you got to send Aiden or Booker. You got to send them both. If it's Aiden, they send an Aiden or Booker for Chris Paul? Are you crazy? If they send, if, if they send both, if they send both, Sam Presti's the GM of the year. Bro, they not I, mean, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, Booker. but. They're not sending Booker, are they, bro? That would be crazy. That would be crazy. If they send Booker, that would be a great deal for the Thunder. Definitely, definitely. I mean, you're getting a young guy who, who's, whose potential could possibly, I'm not saying it will be, but it could possibly be better than Chris Paul when it's all said and done. I don't I don't have any faith in that, but I'm just mm, saying. That's, yeah, that's a, wise, Booker could end up being one, 
one of the one of the best scores in the league in just in just a year or two. Like no doubt. I mean, the dude's already put up like what sixty five in a game before. Booker's got some real potential, man. I, I I don't know about. I don't even know if his if him him and Chris Paul stack up together on the value chart. I mean, maybe Aiden. You know, but I thought people. I remember Scrub was pretty high on Aiden coming out, and that's kind of who I go to for NBA draft uh, advice. I don't know, man. I, who, 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 who's involved in that rumor? What names are swirling around to get traded for Chris Paul? Uh, those two names right there, one or the other, most likely, <laughs> is, is what they're asking for. <laughs> Legit. That's what Presti asked for. He asked for one or the other. Um, but we'll see what, 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 that, what that ends up shaking out to. But, I mean, the only thing I, I say about that is as good as uh, Booker has been for the Suns, you know, he's been putting up crazy numbers for them for a while, but it hasn't translated any wins. I would say – even if you were to trade Booker for Paul, I'm not. I'm not saying this is what I would do or anything. But I'm saying if you were to do that, I don't, don't you think the Suns would be kind of the, it would kind of solve their number one problem, which is like they have no identity. And, you know, they don't have no leader. You know, I think they'd be a playoff team potentially, maybe. You know, I think they'd at least be better than they are. Wouldn't be. It'd be short served. But you know, I don't know. Something to think mm, about. Playoff team. I don't know who else. Who else they got to make them a playoff team? If all if all they got is Chris Paul, especially they end up yeah. playing both. Like I mean, who, yeah, Chris they're giving Paul up too much to still be good. I think. Yeah, I mean, they have like I think you can give up Aiton. I don't think you need a elite big, if, especially if you're bringing over a veteran point like Chris Paul has been proven to get it done year in and year out. Like I don't know. It's it's risky. It's risky for both teams, honestly. Facts, man. That's yeah. that's way too risky. I mean, I know y'all always trying to get my wins to trade away uh my guy Bradley Bill. And like if they were to offer Devin Booker for Bradley Bill, that's something I would have to consider. You know what I'm saying? Y'all trying to get y'all been trying to give up peanuts for Bradley Bill. But you know, if it's if it's a guy like Devin Booker, to me, that's a guy that has top 10 potential. I'm not saying he's gonna get there, but I think he has that type of potential. So Sam Presti, he he he's the, he's that guy if he pulls that one off, man. Yeah, it could. It's gonna be. It's definitely gonna be interesting. Um, so there's just definitely, definitely some other uh, teams in the mix as well for Chris Paul. The Lakers have also been linked to Chris Paul. Uh, there's been some some swirls with the 76ers. 76ers have been linked to uh, Buddy Hill and Chris Paul um, in different scenarios. So, so who would y'all? Who would, plays, who, who would y'all be giving up? Who would the Sixers be giving up for Chris Paul? Now that's the question. Are we talking about Booker or Aiden? Are we talking about Simmons or Embiid for Chris Paul? Like, what, what are we talking about? Well, there's a tra- there's a proposed uh, trade. More likely of the two trades is, is, is the Buddy Hill trade. Both both the trades involve Buddy Hill, but the trade that I saw was Buddy Hill. Um, there was like a three team trade. Uh, the Sixers are giving up um, Josh Richardson and um, Josh Richardson and um, and Al Horford for. Uh, for Buddy Hill, Zaire Smith, or something like that, or three other men, something like that. I can see that. That's a pretty fair deal. That's a pretty fair I mean, deal. I, seen, I mean, it's a lot of trade rumors. I seen a like a crazy Russ or Paul George, and like yeah, some I like like it's just a bunch of craziness right now. But it's gonna happen fast because free agency starts in uh, what, a couple weeks. It's gonna be two days after the draft. So, well, that's what I was gonna uh, was gonna bring up. Was how soon do you fellas think some of these these trades could get done? Because uh, with the season kind of basically right around the corner, I mean, with them trying to trying to start it as soon as possible, I mean, some of these could come to fruition very very soon. Well, honestly, I think it's going to pop off right right at the draft. Is you're when you're going to start seeing the first player movement because the draft is going to be uh, I believe it's like the 18th or something like that, and then uh, free agency is now scheduled to start on the 20th. So you're going to have some projected trades on draft night that are going to, it's going to be very interesting. Um, and another thing about the draft that everybody should know coming up is that the number one and number two picks are held by teams that are actively shopping both picks. So right now you have the number one pick with this was held by the Timberwolves. Uh, all my reports have been telling me that they are actively looking to trade the pick and they probably will likely trade the pick, but I'm hearing if they don't trade the pick, whether they trade the pick or they don't, I'm hearing Lamelo Mall. Lamelo Balls is the uh, he's the four, he's the front runner right now to be the number one pick, and the and the Warriors have the number two pick, and they are also actively looking to trade the pick, looking to get some immediate help. So when you're talking about trades, um, look for look for that to pop off right away. One and two within the first two picks of this uh, draft, 
And there's going to be some players involved in those picks in those trades as well if, if it does if it does go down that way. Man, I know See? one thing, man. If LaMelo goes number one, man, it's it's time to just give my, my guy LeVar Ball his flowers, man. LeVar Ball was right about his boys, man. You know, they, they didn't want to give Jello the shot, but something tells me if Jello would have got the shot, he would have at least been a, a good corner three-point shooter, man. No, I, think, I think we'll see Jello get a shot. I think he'll play this season. I think he'll be in a, at least the G League, and I think we'll see him called up 10 days, something like that. Yeah, LeVar yeah. Ball, man, shout out to you, bro. You was right, bro. LaMelo is, a, LaMelo is a dog, man. Every time I throw in those highlights, I'm like, yo, I can't see him not being a, a player at the next level, man. What, what's y'all's verdict on LaMelo Ball? Oh, He's bro, like, he got next, bro. He about to ball out. No question. I like him and Lonzo, the whole ball family, really. Yeah, he's he's a dog. I mean, I just I just want to see him on the defense end, but he's a dog. Like he's gonna be able to hold his own offensively. Y'all think y'all think it y'all think it uh is, is it is it realistic considering he was playing against some Australian boys? I don't know how that comp really is, man. I mean, I mean Dante Exum looked like a star out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think all the young mean. guards need a little time to develop. I don't think any young guards just come into the league and kill him. I mean, Ja, that's, you know what I'm saying, that's the exception. Most guys take a year or two to really get going. Um, but, yeah, I think he'll come in and he'll, he'll be fine. He'll, he'll be fine. Don, he wasn't playing against Dante Exum, but I know what you mean. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. You know what I'm saying? But it's still, like, it's still a kid Exum playing against him. grown men. You know Dante what I mean? Exum was killing him down under. <laughs> man, I think I think LaMelo comes in right away and he uh, he's going to be a, he's going to be a, he's going to be a solid contributor to a team. Um, like, 17 points a game, six six assists? I mean, where he lands is, is the biggest question. You know, if he lands on a team where he's allowed to play and they have a good system already and he, he doesn't have to play 35 minutes, maybe 25 minutes a game, then he'll be fine. But if he comes to a place where he has to play 36, 37 minutes, he, he has to be the guy. Uh, you know, they probably won't win many games, but we'll see some highlights. We'll, we'll get some uh, sports center plays. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to see him be the be the person that gets leaned on. I want to see yeah. him. Not yet. What if yeah. he went? What if he went to the Warriors, man? And Steve Kerr just let him run the show, and you just had Steph Curry doing what he does. You had Clay doing, you know, being the spot up guy he is, and you basically just insert Lamelo Ball into that KD role, where you just let him kind of run the show and just get and just just concede to those guys when it's time. That could be something crazy, bro. Like, man, I don't know. I mean, I, I know we Lamelo was going first, but. That would be tough. That would be vicious. The only thing that concerns me with the Warriors is that, like, when they when they acquired uh, D'Angelo Russell, I was curious to see how the three-guard lineup would work. They never really gave it a chance. Um, so I don't. I wonder if they would do the same thing with LaMelo. It just maybe doesn't feel like it's in their wheelhouse. LaMelo is, like, 6'9", though. So, like, you know, he's, he's kind of like KD. And KD is not really a regular 6'9". He's kind of like a point-forward scorer. You know, he's a special, a special talented player. But – uh and that would be very interesting. I'll just tell you one place I don't want him to go to. Um, and, like, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray for his career that he doesn't go here. To the Charlotte Hornets, like, oh, my God. Like, Charlotte Hornets, man, I don't know what y'all doing as an organization. Uh, I hope, you know, I hope y'all do see this, man. Y'all need some insight. Y'all need, y'all need to change. Because, like, every y'all just take all my favorite, y'all, some of my favorite prospects, and y'all just turn into shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Too Michael many, Kill, too many. Michael King Gilchrist, <laughs> not not that not one of not one of them. But I'm a big fan of uh, I'm a big fan of PJ Washington. I'm a big fan of um um uh, what's the other kid from, uh, out, from Michigan PJ State? He balled out last season. Yeah, he balled out this season. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what's gonna happen. You know, Kemba Walker wasted away for several years, and he's a dog. We all know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just so many, so many good players, man. They go there and end up being bust. You know. Just remember, that's the same team that drafted Sean May. You remember Sean May? Hey, question, though, Scrub. Question, question, Scrub. Do you put that – and you know what they say, man. They always say the greatest players, man, they're not fit to be the, the greatest leaders, you know, I, I, when they're not playing. Like, they're not fit to be the greatest coaches. And maybe they're not fit to be the greatest GMs, greatest owners. Y'all put that blame at Jordan's feet, man, when it, when it comes to these Hornets. Like, who else we going to blame? I blame – yeah, I mean, you got to blame him a little bit. But it's a culture issue, and then it's like also like player development. You know, I just don't feel like it's like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not blaming, I'm not blaming MJ. What the issue you have is Charlotte is a, a extremely small market. Like nobody really wants to go to Charlotte. You know, even when you got family from the Carolinas, you don't really want to hang out in Charlotte. You know, you, you might if you have to, but go bowling or something. 
I mean, but that's the issue. Like small markets like the Bucks, like Charlotte, you really don't get on the scene until you draft that guy. And so far, they haven't drafted that piece that's going to, you know what I'm saying, that generational talent. That's that's what they're missing. They need a generational talent, you know, that's going to sell, sell jerseys, sell tickets, and, and really make them a team. Until then, they're kind of just going to flounder. Minnesota has that issue, too. You know, they, yeah. they can't really get to the next level until they get that guy. You know, they had that in KG, and it was exciting to watch. But since then, they yeah. haven't. Kind of, kind of selling me on them now. Maybe, maybe they need a Levar Ball character kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They might, bro. They might. <laughs> last I heard, man, Mike was at practice trying to take Bombers one on one. Like, I, I still got it. Let me show you this, this, this fadeaway, man. Hey, I don't hey, know, hey, man. hey! Didn't, didn't, right. didn't Levar Ball say that he could, he could, he could, he could take Mike one on one? Didn't he say that once upon a time? Oh, we Lord, need, bro, bro, we, Ball, baby, we're gonna need to put that. I, I think there'd be more fans in attendance to watch that game than there'd be for the for the last uh, Charlotte Hornets game. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I remember back. I remember one thing. I can't doubt Levar Ball because I remember when uh, back when Lamelo was a young boy, he was still like five eleven. They asked, they asked Levar. They said, "How tall is Lamelo going to get?" He was like six eight. Six eight. I was like, hey man, he was right about that, bro. My man grew to six eight, bro. I had no faith in it. Levar Ball called that one. My man said six eight. Lo and behold, that man is six eight, bro. <laughs> no, it's it's something, it's something to be said about those type of dads that you know what I'm saying that's gonna prioritize sports over everything almost you know what I'm saying uh, the Venus Serena father you know Tiger Woods father uh, not, not even you see the music MJ father you got Jan you got Mike yeah. you know what I'm saying like that's really gonna prioritize that that skill set and, and and feed into it and it, it worked out right. for him yeah that's yeah definitely shout out Levar Ball man. And y'all hear all this NBA talk, man. Y'all going to want to tune in next next Tuesday because it's going to be right before the draft, day before the draft. We're going to be dropping y'all with some jewels. You're going to want to pay attention. But, man, Scruff be on it. Scruff be on it. He's going to give you all the info you're going to need to know come draft day. So make sure you're tuning in next week. Get that NBA talk. Yeah, I got I got an ear to the streets, man. I got an ear to the streets. But um, with that being said, I think I think we should uh, we should talk. We should switch, switch, switch gears a little bit. Um. You know, so we talking about having an ear to the streets. You feel me? We are our sports for the culture. So, you know, it's only right. We just wanted to put a little pulse, get a little, get a little pulse, pulse check for everybody out there, see what's going on with the state of the culture. You know what I'm saying? We are uh undergoing a uh transition in leadership, if you will, for, uh, from uh from from a political standpoint. You feel me? We got my man kicking and screaming on the way out. He said, Nah, I ain't going home. <laughs> but uh I just want to know how y'all feeling right now in general in life. Um open open mic discussion. Anybody wants to jump in? I mean I could take it away because uh I'm on I'm on a high, you know what I'm saying? I, I had a, I'm coming in on a really good a really good week, you know what I'm saying? This this past weekend, you know what I'm saying? I really had a, a proud dad moment. So if you follow me on IG, uh Snapchat. Maybe Twitter, you know. You know, I got two sons that really play a lot of sports. With my youngest, uh, he's playing football right now, and uh, he's the quarterback of his team. And all spring, all summer, he's been at the quarterback position. Last season, he played tight end. Coach moved him over. I didn't. I didn't know how I was gonna go. And the coach said, "No, just stay with it. Just stay with it. Just stay with it. Just stay with it." And uh, we had a few games already. He's played well, but mostly he's done a lot of ball handling. They ask him, he's seven. They ask him to do a lot of shotgun. He's catching snaps. He has great hands. You know, he's really smart. He knows the playbook. He's getting the ball to the right guys. He, you know, he doesn't really make mistakes. So this was the first game they asked him to run the ball. Last two weeks, he's been asking the coach, can I run? Can I run? Can I run? Can I run? Now, we've lost our last two games, one possession games. We've lost them both, uh, seven nothing and six nothing, uh, and seven six. We, we really couldn't get a lot of scoring going. Whole first drive, man. They, they called his number about six times. All quarterback power. Nothing outside. Straight through the tackles. B-gap, C-gap. And uh, he put the team on his back, and he found his way into the end zone. And, you know, it was a big moment for him. He was happy. He came back, said, I scored, Dad. You know, it was a big moment for me because I'm a basketball guy. I never put the pads on. I play flag, but I never put the pads on. So to watch my man, you know, go in there, grind out all spring, all summer, put the pads on, and, you know, put the team on his back. I mean, he might have had close to 100 yards that game on 12 carries, but it was all gritty, not a lot of jukes, putting your shoulder down. I mean, if you see my IG, he got kids on his back, and he he's carrying them for an extra three yards. And 
you know, it was just good for me to see. So we ended up scoring 21 points, 20 shutout. So I, I was excited. I do I do want to throw in a little asterisk because, you know what I'm saying, the same way I give it to Lamar Jackson, the same way I'm, I'm, I'm equal across, <laughs> across the board. All right. And this team had three girls on it, three, three girls that started. <laughs> so, so from, you know what I'm saying, from the outside looking in, right, you probably thinking like three girls playing football. He was supposed to do that. And you supposed to do that regardless, right? Boy, girl, whatever, whoever, whoever in front of you. But we run a lot of track in this family. What I do know is eight and under boys and girls run very similar times. The boys haven't developed enough to, to be more coordinated and just faster yet. So they had a running back and a safety man. Like their running back was faster than all the guys in our team. And I mean, she took an end around about seven yards, but she ran for about 50. Like they just, they just couldn't tackle her. <laughs> they couldn't get to her. But um, these girls was amazing. So, you know, that's the second takeaway I had from that because it was cool to see. Growing up, you used to hear about one girl playing on one football team in one league. This was three girls, quarterback, uh, not quarterback, running back, linebacker, and safety. You know what I'm saying? They, and they were the heart and soul of the team. And a team, a parent came to me before the game and was like, no, we're a pretty good team, but we just need some guys that could ball. Like, our girls are our best players. I thought the mom <laughs> was just talking. Yeah, I thought the mom was talking the girls up. No. One girl had four forced fumbles and, uh, and the fumble recoveries. <laughs> like, not even tackles. Reaching there, she got my son twice. So, within this great game, he still had two where he's dragging kids. She came in and just took the ball out of his hands. Whoop! Give it to me. Like, so, you know what I'm saying? It was cool to see that. He got a touchdown. He played good um, despite them two turnovers. She got a couple other players. She, Like I said, she had four of them things. But it was cool to see these girls put pads on and really take it to the boys. And, you know what I'm saying? That, that was a cool – it was just a cool weekend for me. So I'm still riding off the high that. Yo, that's, you, that's uh, awesome, man. That's I love that team, story. And this team is ranked number nine in the country. So, like I said, these girls weren't no pushovers. So, yeah, cool story. Hey, to piggyback off you real quick, uh, my son played flag this past fall, and he played a team where it was all girls. Yep. And, uh, you know how the saying goes, oh, it's a girls team or whatever. They smoked them. Like you were just saying, those girls are fast, man. They, don't, yep. they, they were all coordinated, fast. They smoked them. So I, I believe you 100% on that. And shout out to your son, man. Um, I watch your Instagram videos all the time. I let my son watch them because he wants to throw pads. They're similar ages. So I yep. actually let my son watch your son drag some kids around. And I say, hey, you ready? You ready? This is this is the bar. This is the bar. So man, I, I love hearing that story, man. That's, that was awesome. Hey, we got we got to link up, man. Let it work out together. Most definitely. Yeah, yeah, you know he's doing he's doing his thing, man. You know we all watch him close. You uh you've had him out a couple times at 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 the field at the flag games, man. And uh, it's all it's always a pleasure to see him out there, man. Because the one thing about him, he's a, he's a studious young dude, man. You can tell he's soaking up the knowledge. He's soaking up the game. So he got he got a bright future, man. I want to uh, I want to shift a little bit. I want to shift a little bit to one of the one of the funniest things I've seen in a minute, man. I hope one of y'all seen this video. This is the funniest video. One of the funniest videos I've seen. It might not be funny to the person who was in need, but I don't know if y'all seen the video of the helicopter crash on top of the hospital helipad. Helicopter man <laughs> is landing on top of the hospital, man. The helicopter turns over on its side. The helicopter was carrying a transplant heart. So somebody's heart, somebody's in the hospital waiting on this heart that's in this helicopter. Helicopter turns over on its side, it crashes, right? Everybody's panicking, right? But everyone, everyone is able to find the heart in the turned over helicopter. So they grab the heart, they hand it to the doctor. What do you think the doctor does next? Fumble Ruski with the heart, man. He fumbled <laughs> the heart, bro. The heart falls on the ground. You just see, you just see this moment of, of, of panic. Everyone's just looking around like this. This doctor just dropped the heart, man. Nah, they they picked that heart off, man. Dusted dusted it off, man. Brought it all back into the hospital. Apparently, the person that needed the transplant survived. Just a crazy video. If you haven't seen it, all you gotta do is Google uh, heart helicopter. It's gonna pop right up, man. Funniest, funniest, saddest video I've seen in a while, man. I just had to mention it because I know this is a segment we could just talk about anything. Funniest video I've seen in a minute, man. Check that video out together, man. Hey, that's yeah, wild, that, bro. Put that in the group chat, man. You said you said they were fumbling that thing like Washington in New York on Sunday. <laughs> 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 All right, bro. All right. That's a wild, man. 
I want to hear what Scruff got for us, man. I know Scruff got something good for State of the Culture. What up, Scruff? Um, yeah, I mean, I got I got a couple a couple things to share. Um, yeah. So first of all, I just want to tell everybody stay sucker free. Um, that's the first thing I'd like for everybody to know. Um, if y'all didn't watch the uh, the Dave Chappelle um, Saturday Night Live, uh, was pretty live. You feel me? Good old classic Dave Chappelle monologue. You know what I'm saying? Roasting uh, Governor Chris. Was he not even? I don't know if he's the governor no more. Chris Christie. I always hated him. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Um, besides that, um, Gas Sports for the Culture, man. We for the community. So uh, we actually doing a, uh, a live streaming tomorrow for a historic uh, National uh, Signing Day for uh, Kalia Myricks, a young dog, uh, female basketball player, not an actual dog. But committed to the uh, the dogs, the Georgetown Hoyas, you know, feel me? Uh, so the New Jersey, D.C. roots, them things run super duper deep when it comes to gas, when it comes to my culture, my family. And, you know, my family extended all the way across this screen, um, you know, all four corners and all that. So, um, you know, just check it out. Wanted to give her a special shout out. Um, doing big things, uh, GPA, all that big things. And, um if you are a um, prospect that's doing a national signing and you kind of going through the same situation, I know the situation that um, that she was going through was basically that um, was having a hard time with the athletic departments between the schools and the universities, um, not really providing the resources that folks need um, to get their, you know, their moment out there. Um, so, you know, that's when guys came to the rescue, of course, um, because, you know, we, 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 we fought the people. So with that being said, anybody out there doing national signing days, y'all need y'all need the, the coverage. Highlight us, man. Uh, hit us on our ads, man. You know we we will we will do the the, uh, the live stream coverage. Uh, that's something that we can do. Um, just something to think about, man. I know national signing day this is like letter uh, letter of intent, but the national signing days I believe at the end of the year. So you know, hit our calendar up, man. It, the spots will fill up quickly though. It's only so many days. You know what I mean? All right, all right. I'm going to jump in to, uh, to wrap this up. Uh, my, my biggest takeaway for the culture is I just want to give a congratulations to uh, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. Uh, we don't do too much politics on the show, so I'm not going to get too deep into it. I know Kamala might not be everybody's cup of tea, but regardless of that, in the same sense of uh, history or hi American history being made, she's the first female vice president and the first black female vice president so those those things are huge. I think she deserves her flowers and her credit. And I wanna I wanna take this platform to give her a shout out, even even though she probably won't even see us. If you do, what's up? Uh, but you know, I think I think uh, black women as a whole have always been kind of put at the bottom of the totem pole or overlooked. So I think this is a huge, huge mo monumental thing. So I definitely wanted to take some time to to give it some love. Hey, that's, that's, that's real. That's big. And I think she's a Howard alumni. Alumnus. She that's is. right. Facts. And she's uh she's half Indian too. So shout out to her for that. And she was raised by a strong, I believe, single Indian mother as well, who was like a scientist or something like that out there in California. I did my research a little bit. Very interesting background. It's uplifting, you know what I'm saying? It's it's the type of representation that we need to see. You know what I'm saying? We need to see more women in position of power. We need to see more people of color in positions of power. So, I, you know, I love it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? I'm excited. Man, the mail-in ballots, man, them things was coming in. Boy, them things was hawking. Like DK Metcalf coming from Buda Baker. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, oh, man. Shit. For real. But I am excited for it, man. If you've been following me on the Twitter, you know what I'm saying, since – Way back when I've said she's the strongest politician. I've always thought she's the strongest politician. Take that for what it's worth. I don't know how you feel about that, but I've always thought she's the most skilled politician. So, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to her. Shout out to the whole campaign. Shout out to everybody who actually went out there and voted. I don't care who you voted for. Shout out to just exercising your vote. And um, I kid a little bit, but, you know, <laughs> keep it PC. I don't care who you voted for. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Anybody else got anything before we get out of here? Uh, yeah, I really don't care if you who you voted for, as long as you watch Gas and uh, you rock, you we buy a hat. All, all, uh, you know how they say, 
You know, all sins will be forgiven if you buy a hat. For real, for real. I'll forget. <laughs> <laughs> I know y'all, y'all. I know y'all. I know y'all need to replace them. Y'all need to. Y'all need to replace them. Make America great again. Hats. Y'all got it. Go ahead and give you one of these. You feel me? It's it's equal opportunity. It's a loving, embracing. It's something that people will see and they will actually like you. You feel me? Something different for a hat. You know, people pull up. You go, oh, what's that? Oh, okay, yeah. Instead of like, oh, nah. <laughs> oh, nah, honey, I think we should leave. Fact. No, that's a fact, that man. Note, that's a fact. Yeah, on that note, man, you can get the gas hat. Go, go, to, go to the website. Go to the, go to the app. You know what I'm saying? The app is in Google Play stores. You know what I'm saying? It's in the Apple store. I don't know. I don't got an Apple. I don't know what it's called, but it's there where you get your apps. And uh, you know what I'm saying? When you get there, Look, hit us, go, download the app, get gas. Look at my man, Chris Holt. Look at the articles, click his name. You got a lot of good stuff. Click everybody's name. Read everything you can. You know what I'm saying? Lock us in. Uh, we got to add us on Spotify. We got the, the playlist. Week to week, we giving you something to ride to, something to drive to. And, uh, you know, every social media. You know, that, did I miss something? Hey, well, you, the only thing I say is if you do download the app, don't hesitate to give it them five stars, man. It ain't, it ain't worth just the download. You got to download. You got to give us them five stars, man. We put a lot into this gas stuff, right? We got a lot of good things coming. Uh, we actually might have might have we might have a nice little uh, live in person episode with all your favorite gas panelists, and it might just be a little atmosphere where you can come enjoy a drink with the fellas, man. You know, you want you want to get to know us on that next personal level. Come on out and have a good time with us. We'll keep y'all posted on that. But it's always a lot of things going on in the gas network. And uh, we're going to keep them coming at Good Ass Sports. Search Gas Network on any and all platforms. We here. We ain't stopping. Y'all know what it is. G-O-E. Gas over everything. How we close out these show, fellas? Sports for the what? Sports for the culture. Sports for the culture. Sports for the culture.